Your players are about to go into a known encounter with NPCs. Stop! Stop! Stop right now! I beg of you, stop! And watch this video first! Hello, 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 and welcome to How to Be a Great GM, which you already are because you're watching these videos. That's brilliant! My name is Guy, and we are talking about running known encounters. So these are encounters that your players know are coming up. They have anticipated them. They, they know that they're going to happen. They're like, oh yes, we're going to fight the big bad. Before you launch into that, stop, pause, take a moment, send your crew to go get pizza or food or whatever it is. Sorry, we're on a health run this year. So send them to go and get, you know, celery sticks and hummus and all that kind of yummy stuff. Take a moment, take a break. Think, stop, remember this video, remember. When we are coming to known encounters, the players, they are anticipating this thing. The critical thing to do is to tease, is to play it out, to suck, as Nicolas Cage once said in a film, the very essence of life out of that encounter. Don't just charge in blindly and throw the encounter at them and let them beat them. That's not being a master of your art. You want to be able to manipulate the players into really, really anticipating this encounter and when they defeat it to having an exhilarating experience. It is almost a given in most encounters that the player characters are going to be going through that they will survive. It's only the big epic show pieces, the big battles and things where there is a risk of ultimate permanent party death. All right, we play in a fantasy kind of environment or science fiction still is fantasy in the broadest of terms. Death is not permanent in most games. I know, I know, I know. Stop typing your comments. I can hear it already. But in my game, death is permanent and my players know. I get that, okay? <clears throat> you can do more with your encounters. Trust me. This is the video I am telling you to watch because it has ideas on how to make the video, the not the video, the encounter more interesting. Just because the player characters know that they're going into encounter. We know that the bad guys are in that warehouse. We know we're going to storm into the warehouse and we're going to destroy them in there. That's a standard scenario. That's not a difficult scenario to envisage it happening. Right, you might have thought, oh, well, they're going to try and look for a back entrance. Or maybe they do look for a back entrance. Oh, they're going to try and find secret doors in there. And maybe they do. That's wonderful. Those are all wonderful, wonderful, wonderful opportunities. Already, the player characters are starting to make more of the encounter than just blindly charging in and attacking. However, if you have players like I have had in the past, they will just charge in through the front door, relying on their super elite character builds, as well as on their immortality complex and their lack of... <sighs> I don't want to say role-playing chutzpah, but I'm going to say it because that's what it is. Some players just don't really care if their characters live or die and they just want to get into the combat and roll some dice. That's fine. So what do we do? Lots of preamble now. Okay, get on with it! Yo, yo, yes sir, right, fine. So what we need to do... When we are building an encounter, we've already created this encounter. We've already got an idea. The players know that there's the big boss and he's got several goons inside of that warehouse. We need to build up tension. And the way that we do that 
is by allowing the player characters to gain knowledge as they are about to engage in this encounter. Every piece of knowledge that the players gain should add to the tension of the encounter. I know it sounds pretty straightforward, but how do we do that? How do we actually flex that little creative muscle and allow it to create these tension building moments? Well, as the players are walking towards the warehouse, there is nothing wrong with having an NPC suddenly pop up going, wait, wait, I don't think you understand. The warehouse you're about to charge into, because I couldn't help overhearing it while you were at the pub with your planning. Think creatively about how the NPC would know that the players are going there, all right? It could even be an informant if you've got a guide or a mentor, someone along those lines in your uh, NPC pool already working with the party. Whoever it is, they could give information. You do realize that inside that there warehouse, that's where they keep all of the gnome fireworks. Or inside that facility, that is where they keep the antimatter containment reactors. One false shot and everything will go up. And when I say everything, I mean the entire town. What you have now done is you have ramped up a standard encounter of we're chasing some goons into a warehouse. And we are now driving it higher. Perhaps it's even just a guard who's at the door and the guard is like, I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> Five of you, one of me, not gonna happen. I'm gonna just go knock myself out around the corner there. But just remember, it's a highly explosive building. Alternatively, as the players get closer, there is a loud scream and a body gets thrown out of the second story window and lands in front of the PCs and the body has been inverted or perhaps it's been mutilated or skinned or something this is just a little taster for the player characters and suddenly they go i thought we were just following the pickpockets who pickpocketed us in the market you've ratcheted it up now it might not actually translate into anything in the actual encounter itself one of the the npcs that they're fighting might have a cleaver or a skinning tool or a inversion ray or whatever yes that's an element that you've added to the actual encounter but the encounter itself remains pretty much the same as if the characters just walked up to the front door and bashed it in and walked in. So those are things that we need to add in. Things that you should avoid adding in are if a bunch of pickpockets have stolen from the, P the PCs and have run into said warehouse, that suddenly as the PCs walk in, there's a trap that's already been laid for them. That doesn't make sense. That really doesn't make sense. There's not enough time for them to set that up, right? So don't use GM mental abilities at metagaming to be able to set up these traps that these, these people have been in. Having said that, you can add in traps, which are simple. Open the door and it explodes. Walk forward onto this floor tile and it drops away into a 20 foot pit with spikes at the bottom. There's laser beams that are across. How did the thieves get through? Well, if one or two of them have been left dead at the bottom or cut into pieces, then they didn't get through. Not all of them anyway. But enough of them did get through that the party should carry on following them. And if the party is kind of getting a bit reluctant, there's nothing wrong with having one of those thieves or whatever it is that, that you've set up firing at them from across said trap to goad them to come further. But the trap is now presenting a problem. It doesn't have to be a trap, but that's useful. Another option is that the thieves know about these traps because the thieves have been here before. And that, as a matter of fact, the encounter is not with the thieves. 
the encounter is with the warehouse boss, who has finally caught the bastards who've been breaking into this warehouse for the last six months. And the players have to go, it's not us, we swear, we just broke in now to catch the thieves. Now the encounter suddenly shifts and the thieves go, look, we didn't realize you were that strong when we were pickpocketing you. We swear to goodness that we, you know, scouts honor, all that sort of thing, dib dib. Let's work together to defeat this big boss and then we can share the booty of the warehouse. It's brilliant. What you are doing is you are now repositioning that encounter. So you've added in traps. You've added in some warning signs. You've made the encounter much more juicy. And all you've had to do so far is just to sprinkle in a few little extra ideas. Now I know, pacing, pacing, we all love pacing. The pacing is entirely up to you. If you are going to make this an hour or more in your game, it's worth building in these little extra bits and pieces. Now, once you are done with the encounter, the encounter shouldn't just resolve. There should be more to it. Perhaps now the warehouse owner, if you haven't used it before, now arrives and says, thank you. These rogues have been in here for weeks, plundering and pilfering, and you finally caught them. Here is a reward that you didn't know anything about. Or perhaps I know for a fact that this is one small little operational branch of a bigger organization. I'd be willing to hire you for some good coin if you take down the entire organization. They've been robbing from me for months. So you've now got a side adventure that has come out of just fleshing out the encounter. So often the encounters end, the players, characters, sometimes loot the corpses, sometimes they don't, and then they move on and that's it. So it, it, it has no lingering effect on the players themselves. They're like, yeah, 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 we had that encounter and it will be forgotten. Think about how many encounters you have actually gone through as a player and how many of them you actually remember. You only remember the ones where there is something to them. Now, do you have to use these ideas of adding in a preamble, of, of hyping up the encounter, and then of post-work with that encounter, rewarding the players with an NPC, or it doesn't have to be another side quest, it could just be a reward, it could be a little celebration, it could be the sheriff of town comes in and says, well, I would like to give you all a small medal of congression, you know, of, of not congressional medal, a small medal of, of congratulations or a recognition of your services, something along those lines. You, the, the, when you think about these encounters, one of the things that you must always be thinking of is whom does this affect? Forget the PCs from now. Take a step back and say, all right, so these little pickpockets have been caught by the player characters, have had justice dealt out to them in this warehouse. Who was affected by that? Was it the pickpockets? Well, yes, obviously, they're all dead, having been massacred by the PCs. Who is taking over from those pickpockets? Because there's a gap there now, there's an opportunity. Who is missing those pickpockets? Were they working for a bigger consortium? The warehouse owner, how do they feel about the PCs using fireballs inside their warehouses and burning them down? Perhaps it's the disgruntled guard who was pushed aside by the PCs. Think about who is affected positively and negatively. And quickly, while your players are sorting out the loot or while they're busy doing whatever it is that they're doing, think about the effect that this encounter has now had on the, play, uh, on the world. And once you have figured out what the effect is on the world, look at those options and look at any options that might be interesting to pursue and then launch those options. Because something that my players consistently tell me is they're like, your world always feels alive. It feels like it's, 
It's a real space. And that I am convinced is because I sit back and go, okay, what are the ramifications? Who, sca who stands to benefit? Who stands to lose? Where's the money? And when you do that, you suddenly have all of these things opening up in front of you. You are in charge of then cutting those down and going, well, actually, I don't want to have 20 people mobbing the heroes. I do want to have one or two because otherwise the heroes are never going to leave town and you know, there's more interesting things happening elsewhere. Think about it the next time you're about to run an encounter. You can add in so much to the encounter, make it so much more interesting, even though the players know it's coming, by just adding in those ideas. Well, that's it from me this week. Thank you all for watching. I'm doing the heart because I, I'm, I'm finally, I think I'm doing it right. In your comments, in the comment section down below, what do you do to build up encounters in such a way that your players look forward to going into them is this something that you're already doing? And if so, give us an example of one of the ones that you set up that worked really well, where the players kind of got completely turned around or were super excited, um, where it was almost more about getting to the encounter than the encounter itself. For more, watch my shorts, which come out on Thursdays, or listen to the podcast, which you can find on all of the major channels called Becoming a Great GM with Guy. Um, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you again next week return with more how to be a great gem until then i wish you and yours the happiest of gaming